So I, I I tried liquid death between last podcast and this podcast. Did it kill oh. your thirst as intended? It did. I can also confirm it is a can of water. <laughs> oh. Like, just normal flat water. It's not even sparkling. Yeah, no, the, right? the point of it's it's normal flat water that's just kind of boring and it is water. Like I, I would go so far as it's not even the best type of like bottled water I've ever tasted. It is all about the presentation in the can for that thing. Like it is it is like some B tier water. It's not C tier, but it's not like top tier on the go drinking water I've learned. Like it, it's fine, but you know, like like those that have drunk energy energy drinks for years know, once you open the top, you have to kind of drink the entire thing or be careful. Mm. Oh, you know, maybe that's kind of a you know sneaky way of getting people to just drink more water. I, which, I, I'm which sure is. you could spin it that way. I, if I, I was surprised, I I bought it knowing it was just water, and I still <laughs> expected it to not be just water upon drinking it. <laughs> Like it's like, like this is obviously just not water. It's like it's obviously full of malt liquor, and they're saying like, "Oh, it's just water," because it's a joke. No, it's just fucking water in there. It's fine. Alps water tastes <laughs> fine, apparently. Like it's it's no Poland Spring. It's fine. So, have you had water like bottled, canned water, whatever before? Yeah. That where you've drank it. Well, well, I'm asking is where you've drank it and been like, "Wow, that's actually pretty exceptional." Yeah, I, I might have uh, a good Fiji water in at the right temperatures can be uh, some, I, so, like I fucking hate Fiji water for the like oh we're nine dollars a bottle but you know that water taste tastes fucking great uh, Poland Spring which I don't know if that's available across the U S but uh, where I grew up they were a brand and they of the bottled waters available they were the best tasting water um, Dasani tastes surprisingly okay I. Uh, I've had canned water from blank. I, I've had better tasting canned water that like had that same kind of aluminum beer taste to it. Like you know, just, you know how when a beer from a bottle versus a beer from aluminum, I taste slightly different. It had yes. that kind of tinge to it in water, and I actually found that really refreshing and really nice. I hmm. maybe I need to let the um, liquid death sit longer to like, kind of pull in that aluminum <laughs> flavor or something, but. <laughs> Age Let it marinate. I, I, I know it's a strange thing to say, but I'm a fan of drinking water. Like it's in the lamest way possible. Like it's also the worst brag ever. I genuinely enjoy water, and like, will happily. There are restaurants I won't go to because their water tastes bad. <laughs> wow, water snobbery. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think that was a thing. Oh, it absolutely is a thing. One of them's See, an Indian I, restaurant, so it's kind of important the water tastes good there. But oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> gotta get, gotta wash, wash down the spice with something. Yeah. yeah, I see. I though I do definitely know what it's like to be in a city where the water is not so great versus where it's perfectly drinkable. Like, all right, so where I'm from, which is a small farming town, the Lots of nitrates hit the water, like get into the water, and actually poison it to the point that it's not great to drink. And they yeah. started having to mix it with water from a reservoir, kind of a little bit further away. And as it stands, my parents have, like, for a long time now, have been getting like sparklets water delivered. 
because yeah. the water is just not good where it's just not good where we uh, like we don't we don't have well water some people yep. have well water we don't uh, at where we live in particular so yep i definitely know what it's like to have like bad tap water versus like here like honestly la tap water la water across the board is fine. pretty good i've had a couple restaurants that for whatever reason like, like consistently their water tastes weird i i i'm a water snob i fully admit to this fact <laughs> and uh this this canned water it comes from austria right it is, is technically uh, so says the can i if, <laughs> in true liquid death fashion part of me suspects it's just some dude breaking into his neighbor's house and like filling a bunch of cans up with a hose and then running off and finishing the tops on them which if that's what they're doing, I respect that more in some ways. That feels like the true kind of edgelord water I bought into. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I forget, uh, one of the brands that you that we tend to buy in Texas and Oklahoma is basically just Fort Worth water put through really nice filters. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a that's, good that's Brita it. filter water. That's I can't believe we're fucking talking about water in the intro to a podcast about video games. <laughs> hey, yo, I have a Brita filter. God damn and... it, we're gamers. We should be like, yo, you just steal that Mountain Dew to get that perfect Mountain Dew. But yeah, yeah. Dew squared. Have you, have you been on the Twitch channels where people for a while now have been using the Stay Hydrated bot? You familiar with that? Fuck everything. <laughs> yeah, it's literally a bot that's made to remind you of how long you've been on and how much water you should have drank. And a lot of the, several of the streamers that I watch have the bot, that bot in their channel. And so every so often you'll see, yeah, take a drink, you should have drank this many ounces by this point in your broadcast. <laughs> so we're going all healthy and stuff. Uh, this is very much some Hydro Homie sounding stuff right where, where the fuck is my gamer water you know water engineered perfectly for gamers it comes in an edgelord can more That's edgelordia right. than liquid death twice yeah. less hydrogen is oxygen yeah see liquid death is more heavy metal it's not edgelord though it's not video gamer edgelord so have what, you what seen would've... the video for it the spirit of liquid water decapitates some normie dude yeah yeah i guess that's pretty edgelordish yeah. <clears throat> The phrase is murder your thirst. Like, what would the gamer version be? I, I, yeah, that's what I'm monoxide, thinking. Dihydrogen <clears throat> monoxide, your thirst to death or something. I, fuck, me and Jeff no, have just made this joke with, of with, this with memes. Yeah. It would just be a can covered with memes. That's that's pretty much it. Fucking make that hentai shirt into the can so just it's like, that sadly would sell, wouldn't it? Fuck <laughs> what? Yeah, give it a... <laughs> oh, we need to move on and start the podcast so we're not the new, the Wicked Awesome Watercast. <laughs> we talk about water world and hydration, and you should be getting eight cups a day, or maybe more, or maybe less, because science is imperfect. Wicked Awesome Hydrocast. <laughs> Today, we're going to take you away. Hello and welcome to Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 166. We're really, we're really sorry about that preamble you just sat through. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I, I regret nothing. 
<laughs> as we all know, Alex is a monster that must be stopped. He regrets nothing. <laughs> but yes, welcome. As always, I am uh, Mordak Undivided, a.k.a. Charlie, and I'm joined by Henry, a.k.a. Nomad Har slash Kraken Zero still. Yep. And Alex, a.k.a. Mave Online. Yeah! I am not used to seeing my new gamer tag yet. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I noticed you hesitated. Yeah, for a I, I, I had to think about it for a second. I'm like, right, it's it's different now. Mm-hmm. Life is hell. <laughs> yes, welcome to the new. Uh, well, not the new. It's still the same. Wicked awesome cast. No, Fuck. we can just act like it's new. The hundred. We're just starting 166 for the hell of it. You know, like we do. <laughs> yeah, it's our remix. <laughs> oh God. Remix. Don't call it a comeback. Oh! <laughs> yes, welcome to a very special podcast, like all of them, because, well, you're here, and you're listening to us, which means there's probably something wrong with you. <laughs> Please seek help. Yes. We should stop insulting our listeners. <laughs> uh, t- yeah, I-, I guess I'll kick this one off this week with what I've been up to. I played a game that's not Destiny. Oh? I, I, it is an early access game. It is an alpha on the Epic Store. Yes, I, I know that's every type of sin on the gaming space right <laughs> now, but uh, it is a game called Griftland. It is a uh, Slay the Spire-like, meaning you build a deck for combat. But I, So I heard about this game and had to check it out immediately, not because of the Slay the Spire-like combat, which is cool and normally not for me. It's for the battle negotiation system. Yeah, oh, I think I know. Now that you're talking about it, I think I know what game... Yeah, I think I've seen this before, so... Sorry, yeah, I've, I've been interested in it, too. It's so. Grift Lands, not Grift Land. I, I forgot the S. My, I, my apologies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's real cool. I, they make say the Spire at some Cly, Clell Entertainment? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm checking now, actually. Uh, they're the people behind Nar- uh, Mark of the Ninja and Don't Starve, if that helps people mm. kind of place them. <clears throat> Lots of dumb. That's the Shank guys. I keep forgetting they made Shank. No, they did not make Slave Aspire, which explains the different art style. Uh, anyways, uh, everything about this game I kind of dig. Uh, it's, it's a turn-based RPG game. It's kind of strategy-esque. Not like hard, moving chess pieces around a board, but they're... It, there's some strategy to it. Uh, combat's pretty straightforward. You, you play cards, you do damage. Where the game really shines for me is the negotiations. Uh, as someone who played all of that prequel to Life is Strange when it wasn't that good just for the Max, or I think it's Max, whatever the protagonist of that game was, that's how much I remember that game, verbal beatdown mechanic was, this game is <laughs> real cool in that way. Uh, it's so similar to the combat, so the combat's kind of your typical isometric, you versus the enemies, you do your moves. The negotiations are cool because you're attacking certain aspects of their argument. So it's like you have, you still have your cards you play and stuff like that. And I, I think it's resolve for your hit points. But I, yeah, you're, you're whittling down the opponent's kind of resolve to their stance kind of thing. And you do this by attacking their points. And by that, I mean, like, you can just attack their argument directly or kind of floating around their head. It's done kind of 2D side-by-side style. You go after what you're trying to get. So if you want to get, like, 10 extra coins for your job, you attack an argument bubble 
for that, and when you succeed, like, it pops, and they go, fine, I'll give you 10 extra quill, I think is the game's currency or something. Huh. Uh, most enemies have significantly less kind of uh, have more hit, have less hit points than you. Like you're supposed to go around. It's like not just winning a fight gets you more. You have to actively target these aspects of the negotiation, and it's just fun because you're throwing down moves that are like quick talk or double talk or flim flam or tangential story to damage them. Hmm, that's actually sounds really cool. I I don't think I've ever heard anything quite like it. I would play the game just for that, I am learning. Like, it's the, the combat is fine and cool. Like, the art style for the game is cool. Like, you, you hang out with, like, space dogs and shit. Like, the game is neat. I, I dig the game. But also, like, if it was just these negotiation mechanics, I'd have bought the game anyway. I, they're so much fun. I, I like the art style for it. It feels cool. You play as a bounty hunter. I, 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 I haven't played a ton of it because it's an alpha. I kind of played a couple hours that this is cool. I'm gonna tap out till the game is done because I want to play the game in its intended state. But it's like 15 bucks on the Epic Store right now, which is a real great price for an alpha, and I think Freakum's gonna be real cool. I, when this game comes out, I'm excited for it. I, it's as someone who doesn't typically like deck-based RPGs, I think this game's really cool and fun, and it's got some. It, it's neat. Like the the mechanic of verbal sparring is something I'd I'd love to see more done with kind of in this highly gamified way, and it just feels so unbelievably clever, and the humor's right there, and they're just leaning into all aspects of it, which makes it fun. I, yeah, I... You know, I'm, I'm thinking about it, and it's like, I can't really think of a game that really had battle conversations. I, the only one I'm coming up with is, like, the prequel to Life is Strange, and yeah. in that case, it was more just, like, steamrolling people in, like, shitty teenage arguments. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, and even like, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, dating sims, which have a certain amount of that. Nothing quite, nothing quite like the ability I to... I would fucking love to see this kind of system implemented in a dating game of some kind, where it's like... Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah the, the correct move is just kind of go through the conversation, whatever, but like, hey, um, you can speed this shit along if you attack, like, certain arguments, or like, that sounds extra horrible when or, I say it out loud. Or like, certain goals, just goals. Yeah, yes. Like, you know, this is this is the direction you want to go. It's like, you know, I want to convince this person to go to the, you know, go to go to the ice cream shop with me or whatever, you know? Yeah, I, and so you can make it much so, worse than I was probably mentally going with it, where it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, it's like, oh, I want, like, pizza for dinner. Like, in your brain, I don't want pizza for dinner. Attack that argument! Yeah. But yeah, I could. Yeah, I, I think that's. Yeah, I think that's interesting. But yeah, definitely, I've been. I think that's a. I I haven't seen the gamification of of conversation yeah, to that I, extent ever before. And I've played a few dating sims. I mean, I'm familiar with dating sims. It, I've talked it, about it them works, on this podcast. It works really well. I think like, it is something I would like to see. And like, I I think about games like Mass Effect that have these kind of like dumb conversation trees that ultimately feel like when you're going through them the first time you're like yeah okay this feels kind of natural and organic but like in hindsight it's like man I wish this was less like me going like well this is obviously the right answer for this situation and more tactical yeah. I guess like the, the gamification yes. of it feels really cool I mean because yeah conversations like the, I mean that with an intention that is conversations with some intention are can be gamified. It makes sense that there is strategy. I mean, I just, I think, 
I had never seen it. Yeah, actually implemented in, yeah, in a more sophisticated state. I mean, that's way more sophisticated. The the game that comes close to kind of doing this is a game called The Council, which I know I talked about a while back, but didn't talk that much about. And it's kind of the antithesis of the Telltale, like pick one of these options in a conversation system. Like every conversation in that game is kind of a boss fight. This feels better and like, it's aided on by the fact that characters talk in Simish, meaning everything they say is like, blah, 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 blah. They're not saying, like, you can fill in the gaps of what they're saying. Like, it's it's not, like, the same argument over and over. It's just kind of, like, sound blurbs coming out of your character in the opposition's mouth. I, mm. The game seems cool. I, I'm not going to pass judgment on early on an alpha game. Like, it, it could go terribly wrong. The, the developer behind it, though, has made some real kick-ass games I've been a fan of. Like, I... Yeah. I know their big hot shit stuff is Don't Starve, but like yeah. Shank, Invisible Ink, uh, Mark of the Ninja are all real fantastic games. If you haven't played, you should check out at some point. I, I will, though I will have to say, I um, I just feel like you can Invisible Ink, play Shadowrun, it's the same thing, only way better. Yeah, I they're, they're different though. Like, but, but, the, but the other games, I definitely agree. Like, yeah, like Shank, Don't Starve, I mean... There's there's some there's some really those are some really excellent games, but I will say yeah if you don't bother with the Invisible Ink, just play Shadow Run. It's a better version of that. Sure, it's it, pretty much the same system, but they are different. It, it, that's like saying all turn-based battle games are the same system. Like XCOM is essentially Shadow Run at that point. Oh yeah, it definitely. And I even mentioned that when I was talking about playing Shadow Run. It's it's XCOM, but but yeah. In any case, Griftlands seems yeah. I I yeah. remember seeing some. Like looking, I don't remember in what context, but looking at some, looking at a uh, commercial for it. But yeah, I yeah, I, yeah, I'm definitely. I mean, I'm interested. In it. I'd kind of forgotten about it until you brought it up. Right, definitely forgotten about it until you brought it up. It appears it will eventually be coming to Steam. It's just not available in alpha on Steam. Just mm. if you're curious what this game is, they have a fantastic trailer out there of. The main character walks into a bar and winds up in negotiations with people. I, it's it's funny. I, it's it does some cool yeah. Stuff. It it is a good trailer. Yeah, it explains what the hell that game is real distinctly. Uh, on the flip side of that, uh, we're we're working through that. Uh, I, I played that Destiny two. I, I checked out the Solstice of Heroes. I don't think I like the Solstice of Heroes. I remember having the same reaction. Last hmm. year to the Solstice of Heroes, I I know my clan's giving me shit. We're like, I need to make it far enough in for it to get good. And I'm like, I, I the, the new zone, the um AEZ is cool in concept. The one activity you do there, I do not like and think is unbelievably lame. It's this kind of boss fight thing, and the armor econ the, the ammo economy around it, I think, is fucking rotten. And that makes it less fun for me. Like it's, I, I in the same weekend I have spent a lot of time doing that, and also like I did the outbreak, I did the outbreak perfected mission dungeon, whatever the fuck you want to call it, and where the outbreak perfected mission is nail bitingly, frustratingly hard. It is undeniably cool and like des like peak destiny in some ways. Like what that thing is attempting to do with what they're doing is frustrating, impossibly hard, and badass. The, hmm. the repeatable activity in the AEZ is 
not really challenging, very repeatable, and just frustrating in, like, a bad way, and, like, I'd rather fail and be frustrated by the heroic version of uh, the Outbreak Perfected mission 50 times than kill 50 of the AZ mini-bosses because then I'm fucking playing in the AZ and it's not anywhere near as cool. Like, I, it's fine. I, I, I know I'm in the minority when it comes to, like, I'm I don't think I'm going to grind up the Solstice armor anymore. Like, it's the, I have other stuff I'd rather be doing, which turns out that other stuff is real goddamn cool by comparison. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I, the idea of upgrading your armor from, like, garbage to high-end is neat. The, the, the steps to it feel bad, and at least to me, like, I, I know my clan again is giving me shit with, like, oh, it's not so bad, like, just grind this shit out, and I'm like, I, I get it, and like, yeah, it's been less than a week since that stuff started, and like, the idea of being like, quote, done with it already is fucking bullshit and insane, but also, it's the, I will grind, I will happily grind in this game, I will happily play way too much of this goddamn game, but like, doing some of this shit kills my will to play this game at all, because I think it's kind of lame. I, people seem to be digging it, though, uh, there's some cool stuff in it, I guess, like, Maybe that's the problem. Like the cool stuff I wanted out of Solstice, I already have. Like I have the Scooty Puff Junior Sparrow. It's awesome. It's this tiny little jet seas. It's like a, it's a half, maybe even quarter the size Sparrow that every character ever looks ridiculous on, and as a <laughs> result, it's fun. Surprisingly good in Scourge of the Past too, but yeah, I don't know. I. In the tabletop world, I, we, we've now we finally got to combat in the campaign. I started to run; it's it's going well. Again, thank you for geeky, thank you to Geeky Tees for letting us play there. I, we are, I'm sure, terrible to have there, but we're up in the attic area, away from all your <laughs> good customers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I that's all what I've been up to since last podcast, really. Cool. Who's next? Sure, I'll go next. <laughs> no one. <laughs> Everyone jump on this all at once. <laughs> Alright, yeah, okay, so... I didn't really get up to playing any new games this week, or, like, kind of, you know, opening up a game that I hadn't played yet that I had yeah. bought. I played a, a good bit of Left 4 Dead 2. I went... Ooh! Because, I mean, the thing is, there's still a very active community in Left 4 Dead 2, like, for mods and all sorts of things, like, there's lots of mods still coming out, still updated, like different mm -hmm. levels or or scenarios i suppose like i played through a more difficult version of a the, a fan-made more difficult version of one of the scenarios uh i made uh, a different version of dark carnival that was way harder but very interesting like really well done but yeah that's that's it's still a thing i mean there's still tons of people playing left 4 dead 2 it's like Y'all would release Left 4 Dead 3, people would buy the heck out of it. Because it's a great, I mean, still, the four-player co-op is yeah. still a great concept, to be perfectly honest. It's still a really cool idea. It's, I have to say, Left 4 Dead 2, the Left 4 Dead series is still the series, I have to say, with the most interesting mechanics that enforce the idea of co-op. I can't really think of many games that do that, other yeah. than, like, like Dead by Daylight, and uh, I guess by default, uh, Death Garden Blood Harvest as well, because it uh, also encourages has certain mechanics that encourage 
teamwork versus just going out on your own. And yeah, Left 4 Dead series has always been about that. But yeah, I like it's just kind of interesting. I can just at any point in any, of the day, at any time practically, I can go online and play on like a regular server or play on the many, many custom servers that the, that people are still running. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's that's what's even crazier, I guess, is that there's still a lot of custom servers where they'll be like uh, like the most common mod for a custom server I've seen is having way more than four players, like being able to have like twenty players playing at the same time, all on the same side, all all survivors, mm. as well as sort of twenty on twenty survivors versus uh the versus undead or whatever zombies games and so or infected i i guess in left 4 dead 2 it's called the infected but yeah uh i i love going back to it it's just kind of fun i just have a lot i mean that's the thing at this point people there's still some people coming in that's that's what i find also interesting i've definitely played a few games where it's like this is a person that hasn't played this game before like sure. they've only recently picked it up i guess or we're only getting now getting back to it because i'll hop in a game and somebody will be like oh i got the achievement for beating this level i'm like oh you haven't really played this game much before i guess and that's i mean so yeah valve don't be afraid of the number three it's but yeah it's just yeah i mean that's i had a lot of fun with that but hey, you got, so, I, I think you got the Turtle Rock guys out there making their own sequel to Left 4 Dead, so. The, this is true. The what guys? That. We've talked about, about that. I, a while back, I mean a while, uh, Turtle Rock, the company that used to be the Left 4 Dead guys that then left, left, that yeah. left, and left and formed their own studio and made Evolve. I think some of them yeah. left, or Turtle Rock themselves are doing it, and they're making a zombie, a, a game that's definitely not Left 4 Dead 3, but sure as hell <laughs> sounds like Left 4 Dead 3. Just not yeah. Left 4 Dead 3. Hmm. I'll have to keep an eye out for yeah. that. I, I, I've heard good things. I, I don't know if it's out, and if it is, I feel real bad not knowing this. Uh, GTFO, a, a bad name, but like from yeah. the people that brought you uh, Payday, I've heard nothing but good things about like what, what people have hmm. played of that game. And the, like, it's the next progression of what you would hope. Uh, I'm blanking on the words. Like it's it's what it's it's the next step for games like uh, Left 4 Dead. Hmm. Yeah. Uh. So. But yeah. Other than that, I didn't really get up to playing much in the way of games. I'm still keeping up with my virtual succulent in a uh, Verity or Verity, whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. It gives you a new free plant every week. So I how get many to, plants are you up to now? Uh, I'm starting to really seriously run out of room. Oh God. <laughs> So yeah, I I have a lot. There's there's a lot in there. It's a very full pot of succulents now. But it, it's it's cool. I I still like just messing with that every so often, but usually almost every day, honestly. Almost as often as I look after my actual plant. <clears throat> but uh yeah, I you know, I didn't really watch a whole lot this week. I watched some crunchy rolls stuff which um, watch them pro wrestling, but I guess nothing really of note. I mean, I, well, I'll, I'll say this. Pro wrestling isn't a new 
a new good era again right now. Like, if you were once, like, super interested in pro wrestling and don't remember, maybe, or don't quite remember why you liked it, yeah. now is a good time to check it out again. I mean, WWE's product, they've been really revamping it and improving it a lot. Like, there's some, and they have some fantastic wrestlers in there now. So, and New Japan has really been killing it. Like, New Japan Pro Wrestling and JPW, like, they've been killing it too. Uh, WWE's been like expanding its brand to include in. Well, I mean, they basically own Evolve now, and so they they run those shows too. Uh, and then, the, of course, there's AEW, the sort of new company on the block that has deep pockets, and they're putting on great shows too. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of great choices now if you care for pro wrestling, and so. Yeah, I've been watching kind of stuff from all of them, all of the above. Yeah, I and yeah, it's practically a new golden age of wrestling because there's some really great pro wrestling now. I mean, it's and it's just getting better because there's a little there's a lot more meaningful competition and that seems to be driving a better product from everybody. But yeah, I, yeah, it's a great time to and I'd say this also not maybe if you haven't been like watching it for a while go watch a live show like like find something local going on or go to a WWE like show you know either their main shows or one of their what they call their dark show live events and the ones that aren't televised that's what that means and being there just like a lot of sports events it's a it's a different feel it's a different feeling I've never taken anybody to, like, a good wrestling event and had them walk away like, eh, yeah, whatever. I, I've gotten, I've many times brought people to a wrestling event that weren't into wrestling. And then afterwards, they were like, oh, wow, I I totally forgotten what it felt like. And then, yeah, it's just, it's a whole. Uh, yeah, no, I won't watch wrestling on TV anymore. It's just kind of bad. But a live wrestling show, there is something about the energy. Like a, a bad live wrestling show is still better than a good televised event at this point. Except at least for me, like it, it's it's kind of like hockey. I'll watch hockey on TV, but I really don't like watching hockey on TV. There's something about being there. Yes, that just changes it. Absolutely. And so, yeah, same, same. Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way about pro wrestling. I feel the same way about soccer. It's there's a different feel and vibe when you're there. I mean, I'll still watch it on my computer and whatnot. Like I have the I have a subscription to the WWE network, so I mean, I have a lot of options when it comes to watching stuff. I've even thought about subscribing to like New Japan's network as well. But yeah. It's it's kind of a new golden age of wrestling. I mean, so if yeah, it's a great time to get back into it. <laughs> There's some great stuff out there. I mean, a you know, WWE, of course, they have, they're just full of stars. <laughs> They've been poaching Are from the they? indies. They've been poaching from the indies like crazy. True. So, I mean, as well as people came up, coming over from New Japan Pro Wrestling, like some of their top wrestlers right now came over from the from New Japan. And so, like, Shunsuke Nakamura, who's just a phenom. I mean, he's he's fantastic. He has so much charisma. But in and they just, fucking waste him. 
yeah, they are. They haven't been utilizing him as well as they should. But I mean, you know, it's like, but it. I mean, that's the thing. But they are. I mean, I've like some of the. I have to say, the women's wrestling in WWE is extremely good right now. I mean, they have so many good, charismatic wrestlers in there now. It's like that they were able to introduce a like a a tag team belt, a women's tag team championship. And it's current, like, what is it? It's, it's almost like moving away from the wrestling Barbie angle thing they were doing for so long. Oh, it was a good idea. Oh, they've, yeah, they've completely moved away from that. It's, I mean, they're still a lot of attractive female wrestlers, but their current roster, they can kick some butt. They are really, really good. Like, tremendously good. And just also some great characters going on, like, just some great, some of the, some really good heels right now in, in it. But yeah, so I guess that's, yeah. But yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing this week. I mean, I guess I hadn't, I hadn't, I watched a little more wrestling this week than I had in other weeks, and so I didn't end up watching anything else, really. So, but yeah, that's pretty much does it for me. Um, well, let's see. As far as myself goes, obviously, I'm so- uh, How do you feel I'd about like... that? The WoW community has been weirdly silent this week post that. It's because things are good right okay. now. Okay. <laughs> like, it feels like it's in a good place. Like, like it's getting a little bit better, and there have been a lot of talks about future leaks, expansion stuff right now. Like, um, we could act- we'll probably talk about it at some point, but it looks like there was a recent leak about the next expansion. And it's very much going to be Old Gods themed. In fact, I think we might be actually be going to the famed city of the Old Gods, Nylotha, and all that. What so. continent will that be on? It's a whole new continent. Yes, they keep finding continents. That was my joke, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, no. Turns out there was a backside of the planet we had never been to. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, mean, I feel like maybe I should, I should cover that in like the new stuff at some point, but because it's it's all rumored, but there's one that sounds a lot more feasible than others. So um, I'll save that one for a news article day. Okay, uh, maybe next week. Okay, because there's, yeah, we there's got a plenty to talk about it. this week. Yeah, so we'll put it in for next week. Yep. But um, so I'd like to stream some of it, but I really haven't been able to because oh, there noticed. are some fights there that are super intensive. So it kind of sucks. So I ended up I don't know if I told you, but I finally ended up ordering my new PC parts. Oh, good. So. I got a. I, I'm going with the. I'm going AMD. Mm. Got myself a nice little Ryzen Seven build coming. Mm. So, uh, yeah, Ryzen Seven, 32 gigs of RAM. Uh, I'm gonna be salvaging my hard drives from this PC and putting it in the other one, uh, as well as the video card for now. I'm gonna hold off on the new Navi cards with the new architecture when they come out in uh, a couple months, instead of buying one now. So. I don't know if they're still doing it. Newegg had a bunch of 500 gig, uh, I guess 100 ter- 1 terabyte too, uh, SSDs for like 40 bucks. Mm. Right yeah, yep. I've got I've got a 1 terabyte SSD right now. That's what I'm using right now as well. Mm-hmm. And I've got a 2 terabyte plate drive for my secondary. Mm. Nice. That's 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 literally what I did too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a solid setup. Like anything I need to store and and stuff like that, so that's that, and all my games run on my SSD. 
So uh, I'll just be salvaging that one. I mean, I might switch over to another chip later on at some point, but for now, the, the, the equipment on this one, I'm just salvaging what I can from this end over the other one. Mm. The one thing I am finally getting that I've always wanted to get for my build, and now that they make them and they look a little bit nicer, I look forward to using them. But have you heard of a company called Noctua? No. So no. when it comes to fans and cooling, mm. Noctua is the best. At really? It. They are. They, there How do you is spell no that? one who comes close. N A C T U A. I so, may have one of their fans in my thing, actually. So, just to give you some context, like just to give you like how good they are, uh, Lightest Tech Tips did a video comparing the cooling power and the 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 noise level of a Noctua air cooler for a CPU as opposed to a water cooling unit, and it beat all the water cooling nice. units. Nice. Yeah. So they are they're fucking solid. Like if you want hot industry crazy level fans. Noctua was the company to go. And I'm not saying this because I'm sponsored by them. I'm just a fucking fanboy for good fans and cooling. So Yeah, I could yeah, I could I could use some better fans in my system to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I mean and there's some pretty good stuff out there. It's just like they're I mean you're looking at seventeen to twenty bucks a fan. Yeah, I have one of them on my machine. Yeah. I have one of their big crazy radiator ones for my CPU. Yeah, their radiator ones are also fucking solid. Their airflow ones are great. Like they're just solid. Uh, oh no, my, I have a fan in my computer. It's the size of a goddamn GameCube, essentially. Like it's, <laughs> it, it is. I, the airflow through it is, wow. It's it's real good. Like it, yeah. it it's the one I recommend to people. Mm. The only thing I don't like is Their colors. They're are always brown. Yep, and some sort of weird shade of like brown. Tan. So you have to. Yeah. So. They do have a series now called the uh, the Redux, or some, where there's a Redux, and then there's also the Chronomax, which is now you can get a black fan. Yeah, I think I have a Chronomax. Yeah, those are those are phenomenal fucking fans. But anyway, um, yeah, I, uh, I I'm putting together a new build. I even got myself a nice little new case that'll be coming. Uh, if you look up the Lian Lee ECO11 Air. That's the one I'm getting. Okay, I'm not going to right now, but I might look it up later. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll put it on on Discord for us anyway. But yeah, it's it's a Lee and Lee. Uh, it was apparently designed by a like extreme water cooler guy in Germany named De Bauer or something. Of course so, it was. <clears throat> yeah. So um yeah, just getting the groundwork done. This is gonna be kind of a a bump up build in terms of processing power because it's like a you know good RAM, really good RAM. Solid CPU, which just came out. Have they finally fixed the bullshit that if you have a real high-end fan, it gets in the way of your RAM chips? Uh, Noctua makes fans that are specifically made for those low, those like, tough clearance issues. Yeah, I yeah. I, I have I have at least two RAM slots on my motherboard that, as great as this fan is, are completely inaccessible without removing the fan. Hmm. Yeah, Noctua makes fans specifically when you have like those issues to make sure you get clearance for RAM chips. Hmm. So, yes, they do make those models. Available. All right, so uh, which thermopaste are you going with? Let's ask the important questions. Are you going with an X uh, pattern, a P pattern, the circle? Which one are you going with? You got to do the credit card spread like a coward? <laughs> no, I'm literally just going to like 
dunk it on there like a Jackson Pollock and hope for the best. Okay, yeah. you're going to clean those edges afterwards? You're going to leave, like, just going to trust it's good. I'm just going to leave the edges there. Oh, <laughs> goddamn fool. <laughs> it's X with a circle, man. I will fight anyone that says differently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to the new build. So, because then now I can probably handle some of the more stuff coming my way yeah. and I can stream again. So. Cool. And it's also just the summer is not kind to my PC with all the heat. Mm. So, it's been getting really hot. It's supposed to be fucking scorching today up here. Mm. And it's that humid hot that you're sticking Yeah, I can yeah. walk outside, so, you can punch in the dick. <laughs> yep. So, um, yeah, th- so this has pretty much been that. Just playing WoW, getting caught up. There's just the only thing about this expansion right now that's not really There it good, is. There it is. Is like it's not alt friendly. Mm-hmm. It is very anti alt friendly right now. So how is that? So, um, I'm assuming it just means there's have... lots to get through before you can get the content you actually care about. Once you've been through. no, no, it's not even that. It's not so much that. It's it's the gearing up. Aspect. Yeah, so that's so, what I meant. Yeah, so there 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 is some stuff they added recently called benthic gear, which you can do world quests. You can get the gear, and then. You can use the same currency you use to buy the gear to upgrade the gear to a little bit close to heroic level gear in the raid. So it's actually really good. And it actually, the crazy thing about it is they have these special secondary effects on them that actually make them best in slot, despite the fact that they're 20 item levels below what the mythic raid would give you. So because they have things like, oh, your crits do 3% more damage kind of thing. So. They, it's a really cool mechanic. It's so much like the way you could buy badge gear back in the day, but you can use the same currency to upgrade it. So that part's nifty. Uh, the only thing is, you have this new Azerite uh, neck power up thing. So <clears throat> there are different Azerite essences, if you will, and they give you one big uh, trait and a minor trait, depending on how you slot them. So as you level up your neck piece, you get access to more slots for that but the essences you have to do and grind them out for each character and they're not easy grinds like for example to get um rank two of a what's called blood of the enemies which is a really good haste and crit based essence you have to win a ren a random normal battleground a random epic battleground a pvp island expedition and then that's just rank one once when you get rank two, you've got to farm fifteen thousand honors. Uh, in order to get rank three, you've got to farm fifty thousand honors. So, and considering you only get like at most a couple hundred honor per BG, it's rough. So, there's that. There's some ones where it's like, oh, you have to get a dungeon past the seven plus key for. Yeah, to get enough points for this. This kind of it's, honestly it's kind of sounds like why I'm not into the Solstice armor. Like, it's getting one character through all this stuff is a kind of a pain in the ass. Getting two, it's just like, why? Why? Yeah, no, see, I don't mind doing it on one because it's the one I need yeah. for rating. But if I want to have alts ready to go, I've got to put in the same amount of work on an alt that I do on a main. Yeah. Just to be anywhere near competitive. Because the essences are so fucking good. So, yeah. But, I mean, other than that, there, there are good things that have come yeah. uh, from this expansion. Or this this patch. 
so to speak. So, um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, it's just trying not to melt. It's pretty much been my thing, and it's really fucking annoying. That's August. So. Yep. So, dude. Yeah, that that's it for me. Does that mean it's news time? I think it is news time. Ah, uh, where to start on this one? Let's talk with some uh, rock star, maybe in trouble for some tax evasion, but also might not Ooh. be, but also oh, kind yeah. of is. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Oof. All right, so a, a, a UK-based kind of investigatory group that keeps track of such it's, things. It's a, it's a watchdog. Yeah, essentially, mm. what it is. Yes, that's what the name for the video game comes from, ironically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they are essentially accusing the company of dodging corporate taxes while taking advantage of a, very, a variety of UK kind of centric tax credits. So what's this mean? So for those who don't know, lots of large international companies will often move their corporate headquarters officially, like not actually, but like they'll claim to be located of like Ireland or Britain or Brazil or something because those countries will offer some kind of tax shelter, tax loophole, reduced tax on, or basically there's some type of large corporate benefit they get from being a company operating out of that territory for whatever reason. It's a pretty common business practice. Scummy or not, that's kind of up to the situation you decide. Typically it's closer to being scummy than not. But what this also means is you're then legally part of those countries. And Occasionally, countries will take advantage of those tax things, but because they're not really based there, don't always put the effort into understanding all of the tax benefit they're getting, and that's what it kind of seems like in this situation. Hmm. So, so sorry, go. So, um, did you did you read through the? Because I I saw a pretty lengthy breakdown on this whole. Report. I've seen a couple, but if you've like really deep dove into a lengthy one, like go for it, kind of thing. So, so what happens is there's a, there is a kind of like fund that the UK makes that it's a tax write-off or some funding you can apply for and get where you can get subsidized by the UK if it meets a couple requirements. Number one, you can't really be like, it's not that you're super profitable. You have to be kind of like barely making it so to there's speak. there's a range of profitability like the, the incentives yeah. don't exist if you're a multinational company yeah so there's that and two it has to promote the british or uk lifestyle is kind of the thing so if it's something developed by uk developers that would count because it's kind of bolstering the uk if you will grand theft like auto britain place. would also count <laughs> yeah so um, a lot of it's meant for small indie studios to take advantage of this. Yeah, and so from what I've been reading, uh, what the what what Rockstar Games has essentially done is they move any profit reporting from the studio they have in the UK to their US locations. So when the UK studio reports their profits, they're barely making anything, according to the books, which means they have qualified under a very shady undertaking by technically moving the profits because it was technically that studio, I believe, that developed GTA 5. Maybe, or, or they're like at least that. responsible for yeah. aspects of GTA 5, like GTA Online. Yeah. 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 
So they moved anything that would be considered with all their profits to their U.S. location or Take-Two Studios. So they not only didn't have to pay any taxes, but they actually received millions of dollars in subsidies as a result of this practice of basically saying, well, you know, the studio here didn't make any money or barely made any money. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm glad it's being, you know, investigated. I mean, I'm glad that somebody had their eye on this because that is so scummy. That's super scummy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, not paying your taxes is one thing, but taking advantage of an indie studio fucking tax credit as yeah. a result. And what is it? What did they take? Like, I think... Uh, I don't, I don't remember the number, but they received several million dollars yeah. in subsidies as a result. So not only did they pay zero taxes, they actually got money back from the government on this. Despite the fact that this game is, I don't know, how much is this it's, game? Yeah. Five billion? Yeah, yeah. At least. Yeah. So, yeah, the operating profit between 2013 and 2018 was about five billion. So they said, oh, well, you know, the studio only made $57 million. Didn't really make that much. So they were able to, you know, keep all that money. Because that, none of that money there was actually taxed to begin with. So it's really fucking shady. But then again, it's a studio that develops a game about criminals and yeah. criminal activity. So are we fucking surprised? Well, and, like, let's take a step back. Like, Rockstar is not and I've come out and commented on this, nor will they probably, because I suspect this is more or less true, but, like, this is a pretty common practice amongst large corporate entities. Like, it's not just a yep. Rockstar thing. Like, this is not us just being, like, only Rockstar does this. I, I can imagine any video game, any video game developer or publisher that's big internationally that has a strong UK presence. Like, I, I'm sure EA, given the success of FIFA, has some concept of part of that company being at least EU-based for a whole myriad of reasons that they then kind of probably twist into benefiting some way, but yeah. Sorry, I'm not saying this is good, I'm just saying like it's, this is not just Rockstar that does this. Almost every industry oh. does something. Oh, yeah. there, there's even like, alright, so there's like a special thing called the Double Irish with a Dutch Sandwich. Yep. And it's a it's a scheme that basically utilizes hopping back and forth between several tax havens, and yeah, it's just, you know, kind of making a corporate maze to avoid tax. And to explain the answer, it's basically all your income goes into Ireland, which is then, like, banked in, I think it's Belgium or something like that, and then brought back to Ireland, like, and it, as a result of that, it, like, manages to work its way around a variety of taxation and reporting rules. I could be getting that wrong. Yeah. I remember that's, like, something along They, they basically have Basically, they create two Irish companies and then have it sort of going back and forth with, uh, uh, yeah, it, with from the, you know, the Netherlands or the Bahamas or some other place. It's, it's, it's really, there again, it's really scummy, but I'm glad that, you know, at least in the UK, this particular, uh, watchdog think tank has managed to find, you know, bring this to light and, you know, get them investigated properly. There need to be more watchdog groups like this, to be honest. This yeah. Is, yeah. This is fucking great. Like, <laughs> yeah. in, in a weird way, 
this is what Watch Dogs 1 talked about and was trying to deal with indirectly, like, in a kind of unlikable way, given its protagonist. It's part of why I find Watch Dogs 2 so annoying, where it's like, you've missed some of what you were going after originally, or just straight-up terrorists now, but, yeah. It, video games are real occasionally. Just they're nowhere near as dramatic, hmm. typically, though, too. Moving on from that, though, to some Sony news. Uh, first off, Sony has shipped over a million PS4s. That includes pros and kind of all the variations of it, but this, I guess, has moved Sony into, at this point in the console's life cycle, it is now the most successful console in history, apparently. And as part of that, we have a correction. Uh, prior to this, the PS2 actually sold more than the Wii. We got that wrong last week. Apologies for that. And at this point, it's life cycle. The PS4 has sold faster and shows no signs of slowing, except for the fact that Sony then got out there this week and said, yeah, those tariffs, we've talked about this topic in detail, so we won't belabor it here now, is going to start probably increasing the prices of PS4s in the U.S. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep, uh, but yeah, uh, I do notice that they haven't they uh, that they aren't comparing it with the portable systems, such as I mean, well, the Nintendo DS and 3DS. I don't know I mean, on that one. Like, did, I I don't actually know. I look at I'm looking at the chart, are. and it I'm looking at some of it. It's not really comparing that because that's outsold literally everything ever. Yeah, I said console, not handhelds. But it's, yes. It is. It is. It is cheaper. I yeah. mean, that's. I mean, yeah, I get it that it is cheaper, and you know, and we've even talked about reasons why it's more attractive in a lot of different ways. Well, it's to, also the you know, especially 3DS the 3DS was around forever. It was the goddamn avatar yeah. of handhelds, and it still has <laughs> games made for it now. I mean, yeah. that's. So I mean, it's still a. I mean, it's beginning to wind down. I mean, the sales of the actual. 3DS itself are slowing now, yeah. finally. <laughs> well, now they're not and... making them anymore is the impression I got. Yeah, no, they they, they still make them. Are they? they I just they are, stopped are... officially. Maybe they haven't. That's the PSP um, I'm thinking of, sorry. But they're, they definitely, it's definitely winding down, but I mean, that's a long life, yeah. So I don't think that they're comparing it with that. Maybe that's an... I, I think it's a fair comparison, but maybe it's an unfair comparison. But I I think when you're talking about something that now sells for less than a hundred dollars compared to something that still sells for like I think it's like three hundred or four hundred, like I it's, yeah. Is it a is it is there a way you can frame it as a fair comparison? Yeah, I don't think anyone, if they're talking about the 3ds versus the PS4 at this point, will say they're a comparable console. They're both good in their own rights, but like Destiny's not running on. 3DS, nor is Monster Hunter World or like Grand Theft Auto 5. Like the Switch yeah. is a weird one because that can be compared to the other yeah. ones, but we're gonna talk about that more in a couple minutes, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah fuck it. Let's talk about that now, actually. Uh <laughs> we got some Nintendo news and we're gonna start off with some weird EA news. Uh, so in kind of a weird move this week, EA got out there and said that as a whole, the company really doesn't care about the Switch because, as best they can tell, their fan bases don't seem to really want a lot of their games on the Switch. And I I, I know your immediate reaction is to go, fuck you, EA, you're wrong, etc., etc. They actually might not be in this case. So, uh, the, the, the sources EA, the kind of, the, the examples EA used in this case was a bunch of people asked why 
despite being on essentially every conceivable device, there is no version of The Sims on the Switch yet. And EA kind of walked it through the idea that, like, the majority of Switch owners typically own another console of some kind that they feel is a more optimized and superior way to play The Sims, which, if that, I, I kind of have to believe that. Like, as someone who owns a Switch and it's literally sitting next to a PS4, I would probably rather play The Sims on the PS4 if I had to play it on a console, but I'd definitely rather play it on a PC. And it's not, it, it becomes at that point, it's like it's on iPad, it's on iPhone, it's on Android, I think, even. So, yeah, any of those options kind of intellectually feel like a better way to maybe play The Sims than the Switch that has either no touchscreen capabilities, you have to use the Joy-Cons or controllers, or can't be used on a big screen because you're using the touchscreen. But the kind of what actually makes me believe the statement the most is they cited the Switch Online is terrible, and no one can defend the Switch on that point. As someone who's yeah. used it, it's bad. And think about how many EA games at this point are online centric. Like use the Sims as example the way they used it. The Sims is all about kind of this great online community with like stuff to download and important to your game. And as much shit as we yeah. give EA, they've done a great job <laughs> of bringing that stuff to all the platforms. Switch doesn't yeah. have the hard drive or the connectivity for that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, and then we, of course, we know the majority of EA's games are sports games of, you know, various sports franchises, yeah. you know, whatever, but yeah, um, I think I don't know, I think that's fair to say, I mean, if they if the information is bearing it out, of course, you know, I guess in this case EA might be right. I do think that they are, it would be silly for them to sort of shut off an, an entire audience that I don't, I don't know like I don't know I don't know the numbers on ownership of the switch versus you know like you were you're saying if there is a substantial number of people that have the switch alongside another console versus how many people that have only the switch I got to assume at this point this is just kind of me being me I don't I, I am sure there are people that own just a switch I think oh, in this I, case EA is counting like the iPad and phones as alternative platforms to the Switch because I think the Switch would be the most like, the most effective way to play The Sims on the Switch would be via touchscreen and I think yep. the Switch is a bad touchscreen as a result of its inherent design kind of thing. But yeah, I I mean I guess yeah well I mean any company in general you have to make certain decisions and it seems like for yeah. every time something comes comes out for the switch more work goes into it yeah so in that same we're gonna make a jump to another topic of switch related like it got announced this week the outer worlds will be heading to switch if you two which, owned a switch would you get outer worlds for the switch oh well, I have a PC and exactly I don't remember is is it coming to the PC yeah I mean, it, it, yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, I was pretty sure it was. I just didn't remember. Yeah, it's but coming in any to case, all major consoles, despite being published by uh, Microsoft. It is. I think it's coming to yeah. Steam, even. Yeah. Yeah, and so, yeah, I mean, there that game in particular. But the thing is, all right. So, and this is the same thing that I feel like is with the why a lot of people have a 3DS and maybe nothing else. The Switch is the cheaper one. So I think there's actually probably a pretty good number of people that only have a Switch because, you know, like, it's the cheaper console and a lot of people aren't rich. I mean, growing up, 
I didn't have more than a Sega Genesis, and it wasn't that wasn't even mine. That was that was my older siblings' Genesis, you know, in in point of fact. And so most families don't necessarily have the money uh, to buy uh, three I, I consoles. I gotta correct you, kind of in live time, unfortunately, Henry. Uh, a Switch default is fifty bucks more expensive than a PS4 Slim. Oh wow! Yeah, really? Yeah, PS4 Slim on Best Buy is kind of two hundred and fifty bucks. Um, hang on, got my work on this one. Best Buy is selling a, a Switch for three hundred for two hundred ninety nine bucks. Uh, the Slim is selling for that cheap yeah. these days. Really, Slim's huh. always been cheap. I guess it's because it doesn't have the as much of a hard drive, right? I don't remember. I don't remember what's out of it. But yeah, it, no, it's got a hundred. It's got a one terabyte hard drive. Hmm. Yeah, it's cheaper than the yeah, PS4 I, Pro, but that's also yeah. well. The PS4 Pro is more expensive than a normal PS4. Yeah. But but the Slim, yeah, I didn't realize that the Slim had gone down in price that much. But yeah, I don't know. Um, like for reference, but, a, a PS4 Pro sells for three hundred ninety nine bucks, which yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's yeah. But yeah, the uh, but yeah, I it is also a different. It's 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 because it's portable. It just is a slightly different market, and so yeah, I mean you're going to see you know more yeah, and I can definitely imagine a company might want to you know depending on the type of games they make you know, go to the platform they think is going to be more desirable for their user base. So, yeah, perfectly perfectly rational decision. Uh, holy shit, from Walmart you can get a micro you can get an Xbox One S with a terabyte hard drive for like 200 bucks. I think it's like hmm. 220. It's oh. Minecraft bundles, so maybe it's a limited thing, but yeah. <laughs> That's Walmart. Oh, Minecraft bundle. Yeah. Well, you know, Minecraft has had a big sort of Oh, I, I, I am recently. not knocking. I, I am definitely not knocking. Um, Minecraft. It sounds like a good deal. I mean, I'm yeah. like, I'm, I'm, I'm think, I'm looking at. I'm like, if I had the extra cash right now, I might consider that. But any case, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm on Amazon now, kind of just doing further fact checking on this. You can get an Xbox One S, uh, one terabyte with Battlefield Five, like at least at this point in time for. We'll call it two hundred and thirty bucks. Hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, I think it makes. You can sense. get the I anthem mean, bundle for two hundred and forty-four. Hmm. But yeah, it, I think it makes sense that yeah. I mean, a company decides. Yeah. I mean, that's what every company is deciding now. I mean, you know, like what you know, there's no company that always makes every game for every single platform. Yeah, th those days are definitely gone. I like those recent, which is fine. I, I saw some screenshots of. We talked about this game. Off fucking long time ago, the Mutant uh, Zero game I played, like, I think last year, that came to the Switch recently, and it the characters look like fucking clay people on, in graphically on that console, which still plays fine, as best I can tell, but you are definitely playing an inferior version of that game to when I played on the PC. Yeah, I, we're not saying don't buy a Switch or anything, we're just kind of... It's buy the Switch for the games that are you know, unique to yeah. the Switch. I mean, this. I mean, which is generally is going to mean yep the Nintendo's mascot games, their own franchises, and a certain amount of others. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, you know, don't don't buy a Switch expecting to get all every release that you know every you know multiple 
you know, release of games that yeah, for uh, every console. Uh, uh, yeah, we're kind of through some hard numbers and in kind of a weird, both exceedingly EA and uncharacteristically EA moment, EA got out there and said, like, yo, we may not be typical of the industry, but we're not atypical for how we think about the Switch either, and here's why, and in kind of the least EA explanation ever, it's like, huh, yeah, that that tracks, maybe. Yeah. Well, that I'm comfortable with. But I digress. We should move on. Uh, we had a little more Nintendo stuff. Uh, it's not technically Nintendo, but uh, Pokemon Go has surpassed a billion downloads by now. No real that's... differentiating if that's individual accounts or just yeah. how many times the game's been downloaded, but still, holy fuck. Yeah, no, that's fucking impressive. <laughs> uh, but kind of in the in the more newsy aspect of it, uh, Hero came to Smash Ultimate this week, bringing with it a whole lot of RNG bullshit, as best I can tell, based on what I've read. I have not played with the character. I have no interest. But it kind of seems to follow this wave of Evo is happening right now. We'll talk about Evo next week. We're not going to... We, I respect Alex for not having Evo fever today. Hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, remember that Nintendo and Sakurai think Smash is a party game. Yep. Or a, mm-hmm. or a fun social game. So <laughs> every time shit like this happens, you gotta remember and kind of wonder what the fuck we're doing. Well, this game is like, I assume Hero is gonna have to be banned from all tournaments moving forward. Or just no one will play him because he's too inconsistent. So, a variety of the characters' special attacks are, I guess, semi-controllable, but they're based off a of mana gauge. There's no cons- there's an aspect of not consistency to it. And in RPG hmm. fashion, it has, like, status effect, is the impression I've gotten. It seems cool, but random. He's very fucking yeah. random. Like, absolutely. Uh... I did watch a bunch of it and, and whatnot on yeah. it, but I will say what's really interesting about the character um, is because of the randomness, there is a potential that he could literally one-shot you from 0%. Yeah. Which is... A problem. Fucking insane. Yeah. I like the fact that they have, like, the alternate skins or, like, the Dragon Quest, like, kind of heroes from the previous game. Oh, yeah, that's, no. They're, that's they're, cool. I like that. The presentation of this character is cool. Yeah. It's... I, I am probably the most down on the Smash Brothers fighting game scene. And this is just kind of a, like, yeah, we got this new character. You're never going to see him in, prof- in competitive. Why? It is literally party game, the character. <laughs> it is hot bullshit, the character. I thought you were a fighting game. Yeah, but we have hot bullshit, the character. Oh, they're broken? Yeah, but they're also party mechanics. Like Mario Party? Yeah, yeah like Mario Party. I thought you were yeah. a serious fighting game. Oh, we are, we are. Except that our but... creator and publisher don't think it is. <laughs> and yeah. it seems like we're always on the cusp of them saying, what the fuck are you doing? Evo streams are now banned for Smash. <laughs> <laughs> Every fighting game tournament now can no longer stream Smash Brothers. Again, motherfuckers. Yeah, this all came the week before Evo, so we'll see how the finals go tonight. I think with this, and I, it's not wish fulfillment. This is just kind of talking about Evo for a second. Like, if the finals are the same bullshit that was last year, 
I think this update and that make me go, really? We're letting Evo back another time? We're letting Smash back into Evo again? Bring back Brawl. Bring back that monster. Not Brawl, Melee. <laughs> bring it back. Fucking bring back the people that won't use deodorant. They at least care about being professionals. And their game doesn't have bullshit in it. At least known <laughs> bullshit. You know, uh, I, I just want to tack on something real sure. quick onto the end of the Nintendo thing. Just that there's they're trying out their own demo system, game trials. Yeah. But I think that's going to be neat. But, I mean, it's I, I, don't, I don't think we need to spend much it's time cool on that. But it's cool that just, demos are back. Yep. I mean, I mean, I haven't seen it on the Switch yet. I mean, there's already demos on the PS, you know, PlayStation Network that I'm yeah. aware of, as well as on the Xboxes. But now Nintendo's going to allow demos, so that's a thing now too. Yeah. So now that we're kind, of, we're kind of on the Evo topic and fighting games in general, we got some quick stuff to burn through. Again, this is not part of Evo. This actually happened as a leak prior to Evo. It has been confirmed that Honda, e Honda, sorry. Poison and Lucia, Luca, I'm not sure you pronounce her name, are coming to Street Fighter V. Uh, those who have played Street Fighter IV or prior Street Fighter games should know Honda and Poison. Get the impression Lucia's from King of Fighters or something? Uh, she's from the uh, same game as like Cody Okay, and, uh, what's his name? Streets of Rage. Streets of Rage, Rage my yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's yeah. from Streets of Rage. Or Final Fight. Final, okay, Final 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 Sorry, yeah. Final Fight. She's on Final Fight uh, on the Super Nintendo. Uh, I think Final Fight Three? Yep. Mm-hmm. I I think that's the one with her on it. I I think it's three. But yeah, yeah, she's from the Final Fight series. As is Poison, of course, as well. Yep. Uh Honda looks like Honda. Poison's got a whip now. Like an actual yep. whip. Not just her like Yeah. What's it called? Like the She used to have that yeah, crop, crop, the that's horse what I was crop looking thing or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I People don't seem excited about this. I. It was very estim like it was very like predicted that these were gonna be like well E Honda anyway yeah yeah it was like super expected at this point. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's only so much hype you can get with some of these characters. Like, they're not really new IP characters, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Like there was a lot of hype for G because people were like, "What the fuck is G?" Yeah. And he turns out to be really good of a character. Like, watching G gameplay is super great. I enjoy watching G gameplay. Sure. Um, but, like, yeah, I mean, e Honda's cool, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Poison is poison. Yeah. I, I think then, you uh, put poison in a game at this point because it's poison. Like, you're, you're making a statement of, like, yeah, we're going to get people back into this game. Why? We got poison back. But, yeah, I mean, nothing... Yeah, not exactly exciting, like you said. I guess kind of expected. Yeah. Although I will you say this: Ihana um, in a suit looks pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. You want people to get excited? Bring characters from another franchise over, like Tekken. Or Dead. new characters, new characters in general. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I heard a bunch of talk about how um, not butcher name, like Judy or Judy, how you pronounce her name. When she showed up, people were kind of like, eh, and then people fucking fell in love with her as a character, so. Yeah. She was fucking great. Sea Viper was also great. I really enjoy watching Sea Viper. Yeah. Like, mm. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's a certain level of fatigue right yeah. now for some Street Fighter characters and whatnot, so. I think there's fatigue for Street Fighter in general at this point. Like, that game is... Uh, five didn't take any risks. 
No. I mean, if anything, it kind of felt a little... Yep. I, well, we're keeping with the kind of fan outrage train, I guess. Uh, we're not going to talk about Fortnite. We're going to indirectly talk about Fortnite now. I'm sorry. Our streak has been broken. We kind of have to directly, indirectly talk about Fortnite because they have added mechs to the game that are totally not Titans. <laughs> do you want me to floss while we do this story? I, I'd <laughs> rather you didn't because... Just, just don't do that, Alex. I'm, all right, I'm getting. Oh God damn it! I, uh, why are we talking about this? That we never talk about Fortnite. Well, we're talking about it because Titanfall, as a result, was trending on Twitter, and people like me got really excited about that because I'd love to see Titanfall three announced, but it wasn't. It just hurts. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Apex Legends uh... is fine, but it doesn't have Titans, and there's no wall running, and it's not Titanfall. Yeah, it was real cool waking up to see Titanfall trending and then going, oh my god, Titanfall 3? Oh no, it's Fortnite bullshit. Man. Yeah. We're talking about Fortnite, I guess. Uh, Ninja is making the move to Mixer. He's now officially streaming on Alex's preferred pop platform. He's on Pixel Storm. Plex Storm, whatever the fuck that porn one was called. Oh, Plex Storm. Yeah. <laughs> I. I for those confused why this is happening, the answer is money. Someone offered to pay Ninja a shit ton of money to play yep. the stream exclusively on Mixer. Yep. You know what? And uh, I can't argue that, you know, Twitch, I believe, needs a good competitor. Yeah. To be I, honest. I saw someone break down a really cool kind of concept of the business behind this, where it's like, okay, so, and I'll run through it as best I can now. It's basically the idea where Ninja did not make the big tournament that just happened for Fortnite. I didn't even make it like past the first round or something. I, I don't fucking know. I don't follow it well enough. But he is now reaching that age where professional competitive gaming starts to go downhill for people. Like the, the ripe old age of 28. Reflexes <laughs> start to fade some. You're not quite as twitchy as you used to be. You can't do as much Adderall to keep in the zone, etc., etc. You have to move up to cocaine, which is expensive and illegal in Canada, I get. I... <laughs> It's hell being an old professional gamer, apparently. Like, I, I remember back, I think it was like back in Dota 2, there was a guy that was like in his 30s and he was referred to as Grandpa. And it's like, fuck you, but also, yeah, dude's old. <laughs> uh, but so the idea that he's, no, he's, like, he's not going to be the top Fortnite streamer forever. Like, he's going to start losing to people that will then kind of become their own, maybe not as big as Ninja, but they'll start like actively leeching his fan base, et cetera, et cetera. And on a platform like yeah. Twitch where your finances are based purely on eyeballs on your stream, if Mixer came around and said, like, hey, we guarantee you X money for X amount of time, that's a safer bet than... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, it's kind of a mutually beneficial thing, yeah. as, you're, as you're kind of mentioning. It's, yeah. it's Mixer gets still is one of the hottest streamers on their platform, and Ninja gets financially compensated yeah. for it so yeah yeah i can't i can't argue with that I, and, I know, the, the, but the, the business aspects of it totally fucking makes sense yeah yep yeah no twitch needs some competition they do a bunch of dumb shit yeah and i hope i hope they this is a wake-up call for them yeah not do the shit they do yeah so i don't i mean it's mainly because like you hear about this favoritism among 
like Twitch streamers. It's, oh I yeah, I feel like this week has been dominated by bullshit like that. Like I've seen, like we didn't really talk about the breastfeeding thing, but now's as good a time as any. Like Twitch people were outraged that you were allowed to breast stream on, you were allowed to breastfeed on stream, which is legal in all fifty states. FYI, to do that in public, like not you should. Yep. Yeah. It should be. No one I think here objects to that. But like, it was such a controversial thing that. Twitch had to get out there and say, yo, we're totally okay with this. And then I had to research it, going, like, why the fuck are we even talking about this? Like, oh, wait, this is only a problem in the bullshit, like, oh, I'm just talking to you, like, a live conference style stream. So I'm like, motherfucker, so yeah, we've moved so far away from being gaming-focused, I guess, at this point. It's kind of a we're approaching that beautiful Wild West standpoint where anything can be streamed on Twitch. Yep. I mean, they've been they've been expanding it for quite a while yeah, now, just because they want to. Ex- yeah, past, yeah. Yeah, so I've been yeah, against it's... it the entire time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that I don't know. People pick fights for dumb. Shit. Like we had the slut streams this week, which weird name, but also like important idea they were going for to raise kind of awareness for harassment against female streamers, which is a big fucking problem. Yeah, yeah. Hell, that lady threw that and cat was... and got investigated. Mm. Oh, that yeah. one is a whole fucking. Thing. I saw yeah. that. She apparently threw her cat and gave it vodka. The vodka one's shit. fucked up because vodka is poisonous for cats. Yeah, yeah. And she basically goes, "Well, you know, I know people at Twitch, so I know I'm not getting." Yeah. Banned. When people who have done less shit have done insta fucking. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that's the thing. And yeah, I am definitely right on board. That's why I'm like. You know, Twitch needs a competitor because they've gotten to the point where they really, really favor certain streamers and will and certain game companies too. And and the enforcement of their rules is all over the place. There's no consistency. Yeah, yeah. It's because like at this point, it's noticeably ridiculous. Yeah, I'm surprised we didn't cover cover that one. But yeah, I I she's the same person who uh was upset about a PewDiePie video. That's why we didn't cover like, her, because that was enough airtime yeah. for the, her bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And, She's the same. And we usually asshole. don't cover that much of sort yeah, of streamers. We, we, we deliberately we don't it. cover streamers. Like, the, the ninja is big enough that when he makes a decision to do something like this, we have to talk about that, and it gives a chance to talk about yeah. bullshit. But yeah, I, we are not a streamer drama channel. That's our side podcast, which is just me saying, Streaming is wrong. We should stop doing it for eight hours. <laughs> We're all Goes terrible. Everything's wrong. <laughs> it's just me saying streaming was the worst use of technology ever, but also yay streaming, but also no. It can be caught on <laughs> Twitch. It is a pre-recorded broadcast. It may become 40 videos. <laughs> Speaking of 40 videos, Borderlands 3 has gone gold. How does that relate to 40 videos? Because you know 40 videos are Borderlands of the drinking verse. Yeah. Uh, Borderlands 3, again, it's not even fucking out yet, has gone gold. What the fuck does that mean? It sold a shit ton of copies. Again, this is not normally news. Games go no, gold. No, no, that that's out. not what going gold means. What does it mean, then? It means that it's ready for manufacturing. Oh, that I thought s- it was a sales right, so in, thing. No, no, no. In the gaming world, when something goes gold, they mean it's ready to be pressed. It's kind of like I thought this yeah, was ready sales. to be pressed on a disc or ready to be released. That's what going gold means. That means it's out of its development stage, or at least its primary My development bad. stage. bad. Yeah. I did not read enough of this article. I thought it was the same thing as the record industry. 
Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it refers to something being ready, essentially out of prime, out of its primary development. My and bad. It's sort of ready to be shipped. Yeah. And they've been, they've actually been using that term for decades now, but yeah. But it is, it is definitely more of a, you yeah. know, industry Yeah, game is fucking done, term. apparently. But yeah, they're, they're done with the main development on it, so it's yeah. kind of, now they're just, now it's in QA. Look forward to that 50 I mean, gig patch. <laughs> but hopefully, like, they're, I mean, this maybe tells me that they're giving it a good enough amount of time to do some meaningful QA on it before it's released. Yeah. Really. So, kind of in that same vein, we're going to talk about uh, Shadowkeep, the next big Destiny expansion, got pushed back to the first week of October, which isn't troubling yet, but it's definitely an interesting move. I'm happy about it because now Borderlands and Destiny 2.5 don't fucking come out in the same week. Yeah, my life just got a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, I. It's uh, not a lot of explanation was given yet. The announcement came via Twitter. It's just being moved back. It's only two weeks. The general Destiny community seems fine with it. Mm -hmm. I, like Alex is used to Blizzard being like, "It'll be done when it's done, fuckers." It's when the patches are yeah. coming. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that you know we're yep. we're already <laughs> see we've been seeing this since the move away from Activision. That Bungie is able to just kind of, you know, take their own, you know, make their own decisions yeah. and have their own meaningful timelines to do. To, and yeah, I, I like the idea that, okay, we're not really done, uh, but we're not going to make people work 120 hours a week to get this out, you know, on the launch date. We're just going to finish it when we finish it. This needs to be a thing. And this is not the first kind of anti-crunch thing Bungie has gotten out there and talked about. I, with mm -hmm. Solstice of Heroes, we finally got the uh, Lord of Wolves nerf for PC that was much needed, apparently. I'm not familiar with that one, but yeah, it adjusts how fucking overpowered that gun is. Balance is fine. I have one. Don't nerf it. But uh, yeah, I... Definitely, like Bungie's been pretty public. At the time they got out there and publicly said, "We're not nerfing this as hard as like as fast as you might like because we're actively avoiding crunch with it." Yeah, I hope this is a part of a you know continuing greater yeah, trend. Yeah, I do too. I'm uh, for those that are outraged about this. Bungie's gotten out there and outlined what September is now going to be. September actually sounds pretty goddamn cool for Destiny. We're getting a bunch of double valor and. Uh, infamy boosters for the various PvP modes, which is kind of awesome. They've extended how long you have to get the tributes. Your Solstice Armor is supposed to be done by the same day, but if you're like me and you just want to get Infamy rank, uh, just want to kind of reset your Infamy three times before Shadowkeep comes out, it may have just gotten easier, which is good. Yeah, I, they're also fixing some of the more notorious weapon quests, which is real cool, except I basically finished one last night, so... Yeah, maybe I'll get Mountaintop finally, though. I've had some real bullshit pinnacle weapons for a while. I've needed <laughs> some kind of quest revamps to it. I, it's, it feels like a good make good. Like I, I might go so far as to say this is the type of stuff they should be doing the month. Like If this was going on while Solstice was going on, I'd be a lot happier with Solstice. Like This whole boosted to stuff thing to make it more achievable is just kind of cool and neat, in my opinion. But that's just me. They have also said that the end of August we will get the cross save. Like that will happen before Shadow Keep comes out. So, yeah. Oh, that'll I'll be, be seeing you at the end of August, Alex. <laughs> Sounds good. 
see you there. And if Henry gets a new graphics card, I'll see him too. But <laughs> see all my cool Destiny gear. Oh God, my cool thing. But yeah, where to go from here? Uh, let's kind of finish up our fighting game news block, if you will. Uh, Janemba and Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Gogeta, Gogeta, sorry, I'll pronounce it right for a change, have been confirmed <laughs> for Dragon Ball Fighter. There's a cool trailer. Don't know who Janemba is. He is that fat thing that turns into a cool pixel teleporting time demon thing from one of the movies. I think it's one of the Christmas movies. It's not a Christmas movie. He's a real fucking cool DBZ villain. He's like orange and pink, I want to remember, if I remember correctly. Uh, yellowish. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, orange and pink. He's a yellowish. O- yeah. Orange. The demon? Orange, yeah. The big fat version of him is yellow. He turns. He goes from this big, like, blob. He, he looks a monster. lot like Cell, basically. Yeah, he, he's, he looks... he's better Cell. <laughs> he, yeah, he's he's pixel synthwave red Cell. Yeah. <laughs> the way synth Cell was always meant to be, goddammit. Yeah. Yeah, he looks pretty fucking I, cool. He's one of my favorite yeah. DBZ villains. Yeah, and then you've got a Super Saiyan Blue. It's Super uh, Saiyan God. Super Saiyan. Say the entire thing. Uh, God damn it. Okay, Super Saiyan God. Super Saiyan Blue. No, no, they they say Uh, Super Saiyan Blue to get around saying Super Saiyan God. Super Saiyan. Okay, so Super Saiyan God. Super Saiyan. God damn it! Is now (laughs) a uh, the other character which does not have a release date. Yeah. Jambalaya comes out um but the yeah. 8th, the seventh yep just in time for you to be yeah, over so yep so shortly after this podcast gets released yeah by the end of the week this podcast goes up and mm-hmm. yeah. the opposite end of the spectrum snk is reportedly working on neo geo hardware no real details on what the fuck that is but but they made it clear it is next gen neo geo hardware yeah now they but they didn't even use they didn't use the word console, so that's really kind of vague. I'm betting it's I mean, fight sticks. Yeah, I mean, like I don't. I know we usually don't talk about rumor. I mean, this isn't really rumor. It's yeah. Just, this is report. This is Neo Geo got out there and said, "Yo, we're making a thing." Yeah, but they haven't really made new hardware. I mean, other than the Neo Geo Mini, in a while, you know. So that's interesting. I'm yeah. It may just be fight sticks, but you know, uh, it'd be cool to see a new Neo Geo console. Yeah. But I don't think we're gonna see that. But yeah, <laughs> who knows? Uh, and kind of last but not least, this week we got two more. One that's a little more serious than the other. Bethesda will remove uh, from uh, it has a mandatory login to Doom for like mobile devices. That is bigger than Doom for PC originally was. Like, that's the thing to keep in mind. <laughs> but, yeah, it had a whole Bethesda login thing you had to go through. They're going to pull that. Smart move. Not sure why you'd add that. And it was kind of like requiring it to be online, which is kind of weird. I totally weird. forgot about that part, yeah. Yeah. And that was really the bigger backlash of the whole thing, is that beyond the login, it was just having to be online to play you know, 2.5D Doom. So, you know, Ancient Doom. <laughs> but, yeah. that I thought that was pretty fucking hilarious. It's like, oh yeah, no, you need to log in in order to do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I heard the comparison yeah. that, like, current Doom is 500 megabytes or something, and 
that wouldn't have found a floppy disk and Doom used to found a floppy disk. <laughs> but, yeah. But, yep. They backed off from that. Yep. And last but not least, this is kind of some breaking news, so I apologize for kind of springing it on you two if you're not prepared for it. Apparently, E3, yes, that E3 accidentally leaked over 2,000 kind of personal informations, including emails, addresses, phone numbers, for roughly 2,000 journalists and their editors and kind of people that work with them that were attendees uh, to E3. Yep. And, oh, no. And, and we're not talking like a minor leak. I'm talking more like they had a spreadsheet that was a link on the website you could click. And it just had all the information there. That's awful. That is so ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, how? I mean, this wasn't an accident. I mean, when it, all right. So when I first kind of looked at the headline, I was like, oh, something yeah. got accidentally. No, they had this on their website. Yeah, this was on the E3 website, a place oh. where anyone could go to. You can't get how? any more, but apparently it's been reported via people. People have already started harassing the people that were on the list. Yeah, because gamers are horrible. We learned that with Gamergate. Yep. Oh, no, and to make this one worse, like, if you use the Google Cache version of the site, it's still there. <laughs> oh, great. Yep. yep. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, yep. it's just, uh, yep, well, well done on being horrible, and now, uh, as if... Uh, Game journalists were already getting it bad enough. It's now they there's really dangerous personal information about yep. them that's leaked. Oh, uh, uh, we're we're gonna see some really terrible news stemming from this in the yeah. in the future weeks. I can. Oh, uh, I'm see sure it. that's why it's at the end this week because uh, I can only assume this will continue to be a thing we're gonna have to keep talking about. Mm. That's how shit works. Go internet! Indeed. <laughs> yeah. That took the place of a fun little story about how it's not going to do for No Man's Sky is coming up at the same time as the game I actually want to play. So, thanks, shitty gamers. Mm. Rubble Galaxy looks cool. Uh, but yeah, that's it for news this week. Um, we have no emails this week. I don't think we're going to do I'm going to double check. May have missed something. And check it as thoroughly as I did because I was busy as shit the day before this podcast. Let's see. Nope, I didn't lie. We don't have emails. Okay. Yeah. A bunch of spam. That's what I remember seeing last night. <laughs> well, it's technically emails. We could <laughs> answer the spam on, on the podcast. I don't want to. <laughs> we should do that. Let's just pick th next week, pick three of the weirdest spam emails we have. People have been good. <laughs> We're only we in no a couple emails. spam things. The stuff we get sent is like obviously phishing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, so let's let's do this for next week. If you have no emails, then we should go through the spam list and pick three of them, and you can read them out to us. Mm -hmm. Well, so in the spirit of that, Alex, if you wanted to sign our um, email up for a spam list or a tornado list or some type of phishing email list, how would you go about doing that? Uh, it's very simple. You would go ahead and pull up your email client or the spam site that you want to sign us up to. And you would type in wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. What's that email again, Henry? That is wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Please don't sign us up for any porn shit. Someone did that once. That was hard to remove. <laughs> <laughs> but 
yes, wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. So as it sounds, down in the show notes, as it is every week. Yeah. Does it for this podcast. I'm not sure why I'm being so dramatic and drawing it out. Uh, anything you two want to talk about? Get the hell out of here. Um, I'm still holding off and waiting for my build stuff to come in. I'm really excited about that. So, uh, no, no streams in the. Near you gonna do any build videos? Um, I don't know if I will do a build video. Maybe. Not if sure. you take cool pictures, I'll post them to the SW. The, the I guess our official Instagram. Oh yeah, well pictures I'll yeah. do. I don't think I'll do a video, but pictures I'll definitely do. If you take dramatic action shots, I will totally post them to our Instagram. Excellent. I'll even let you make shitty meme videos if you want. <laughs> yeah. So, yep. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm still the same social media. I'm Kraken Zero on Instagram and Facebook. That's the ER Zero. And I am Nomad Har on Twitch. I. I uh, haven't really been streaming still. I, I'm still not sure when I'm going to make a schedule for that. But yep. at the moment, it would be all retro games because of the whole video card issue. So. If you find the ability to, I think you will get a kick out of the alpha for... Um, fuck, I'm like on the name again. Uh, the game I was talking about. I feel bad now. Uh, uh, Griftlands. Griftlands, yeah. Mm. It's pretty... But also probably melt Henry's computer pretty. Yep. <laughs> but it's a 2D game. It might be all right. Uh, it's not possibly. 2D. I guess it technically is. It's, yeah, it's technically it's graphics. Or just like yeah. two-dimensional images that look cool on backgrounds. Yep. That's fair. Yeah. I someday want someone, I know I don't actually want this to explain to me, like, how low you can go in a graphics card if you only play games like Griftlands that don't have perpetual render stuff. Maybe Henry's kind of doing that for us. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> but, yeah. That does it for this episode. Uh, either of you two want to take us out this week? Cue the metal. Cue the metal.